authentic conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good evening. Happy January the 11th, 2015. It never ceases to amaze me just how we wait on days to come and all of a sudden you take a deep breath, then you inhale, then that day has gone by. Well, tonight's program is one where we do not, or should I say, I do not, and I know you do not in any way wish to see yourself not get what you deserve. Last year was a year that God took circumstances, situations, and people to almost just force you into position so that what you deserve, the very essence of that which you have worked so hard to have in your life, would come your way and come your way without hesitation. I wrote a blog on the um, on on my website, and it's been I guess it's uh, from what I understand it's somewhat gone a little bit viral. It's um, it's it's on several websites now, and on my LinkedIn page, on Pinterest, and um, on I think it, it's a link for it on Twitter and Tumblr and. Uh, even Google Plus, if I'm not mistaken, but I also understand that it's been posted in several other places. But I w- I'm going to read it to you. And, and the, before I even start reading this thing, I want you to know your prayer has already been answered. And that's the title of this blog is Your Prayer Has Been Answered, Change is on the Way. With that stated, let me get this to where I can actually see it. You know, what the heck is going on with everything? Is it that I'm getting older or type and fonts are getting smaller and smaller? Never mind. Anyway, here's this blog, and pay close attention to it because it's for you. This is definitely for you. Your prayer is answered. Change is on the way. A message from God to you. Over the last several months, you prayed and prayed and prayed some more. Many a day, you wondered if God was even listening. Even on a good day, a day which began with celebration before the sun can set, your celebration turned to tribulation. For a moment there, it wasn't too much of a stretch to buy into the idea. If it wasn't for bad luck, you wouldn't have any luck at all. But God had a plan. It is true, weeping man do it for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Your prayer is answered. Change is on the way. Last year, you learned more in 12 months than you did over the last five years. God allowed the enemy to do everything to you but kill you. Predicament after predicament came. You were falsely accused. You were lied to. You were lied on, you were deceived, even taken advantage of. 
When it wasn't bad luck, it was adversity. If it wasn't bad news, it was a bad break. For a moment there, it appeared as if every time you looked up, you were taking two steps forward and three steps backwards. But nothing is farther from the truth. Understand this. Tall trees have deep roots. Your prayers answered. Change is on the way. What felt like an ongoing season of trials and tribulations was, in fact, God putting the final touches on your exoneration. Those extenuating circumstances served a greater purpose. You see, your precarious experiences were merely a backdrop. They served as a consecrated pathway divinely fashioned to usher you into this season of your life. Dear one, it was a setup. This is your year. Had the last 24 months not happened, you'd still have people in your life that don't deserve to be there. Had the last 12 months not happened, you'd still be getting used and taken advantage of by people who meant you absolutely no good. Had the last six months not happened, you wouldn't be wise enough to distinguish real from bull. Well, you know what I mean. Had the last 90 days not happened, you wouldn't know that God could bless despite what anyone else says, thinks, or feels about you. In other words, had you not lived through the accusations, the betrayals, the lies, and attacks, you would not know God the way you know him now. Over the next 10 days, your life is going to change into something you could never have come close to imagining. Congratulations, you made it. You finally arrived. Your prayers answered. He told me to tell you something. Eyes have not seen nor ear heard. Neither have entered into the heart of a man the things that I have for you. Be still and watch me bless you. Now it begins. As I penned that, if I be honest with you, I was recanting my year too. It wasn't just for you that that was written. I was thinking about last year and saying to myself, you know what, D, man, if you had not been through some of this mess through some of these folk, and I'm not going to even bore you taking you back through my 2014. Hell, I wasn't enjoying going through it when it happened. But here's the truth. You had your own stuff. You had people that talked about you like a dog. You had people that lied on you, lied to you, lied about you, accused you of everything from pinching Santa Claus beard to spiking the reindeer's water with eggnog with whiskey in it. Okay, maybe not that. But someone even put your name on the naughty list last year, and you were good. I'm here as a living, breathing testament to the fact that God is getting ready to do everything he said. But understand this, there are some keys to manifesting, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight is how do you get manifestation of the promise of God that, and, and the things that you have been just meditating you're doing vision boards. You've done everything but tap dance and run around the church. And so, so some of y'all's crazy butts took off running around the church today. And by the way, what is with that? Whoever told you, child, start running, start running. I remember one day I was at this church, and this lady 
told me to just start running, and I looked at her, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to start running from you. Uh, there are times in our lives that I just have to tell you, it does not take all of that. As a matter of fact, if God was a person and he had all of the things we associate with uh, crazy feelings and crazy circumstances and situations that just absolutely serve no purpose other than to entice us into foolishness. That's not who God is, because think about it like this. Men hold grudges. Men go through negativity. Men do things that make little, if any, sense to any of us. And what happens is we attribute those attributes of person to an entity that cannot be bound, tied, grasped, conceived. Even when God came in the form of a man to us, and he's done that on more than one occasion, it was so he could relate to us because he knew our finite minds will never relate to him. I mean, at best, all we can do is uh, take comfort in having the faith to know that the promise will be kept and that the truth cannot be tarnished. All that we can do is hold on and be very committed to the fact that whatever is being done for us is being done by a creator that is so much greater than us. He is not bound by time. He is not restricted by walls. And aren't you glad that what people think and say has no effect on God's plan for your life? Because I'm here to tell you, folks, I was last year I had people that I paid to screw me around. Now, I don't know about you, but when you fork out $22,000 just to have somebody uh, steal from you or lie on you or you're trying to help even someone that had the best of intentions and they end up being screwed over because of what happened to you and you have to take the blame, I mean, you you know that can't be a good situation. So at the end of the year, though, and at the end of your year, if you look back, would you be as wise as you are right now had you not been through those things? No, you wouldn't. I know doggone well I wouldn't. I didn't know a lickety-split book actual worth of empty papers about the Internet. I sure, I mean, I knew a little something-something, but I, I did not know the intricacies of Facebook or the intricacies of search engine optimization and AdWords and all of this stuff. You know, I, I had no clue what an algorithm or a penguin update was. I didn't know. Had those things not happened to me, I still wouldn't know. Taking it a step further, look back at you. You were so in love with Jimmy Earl or whatever his name was. Uh, you thought that woman was just as sweet as a glass of cold lemonade. She was lemonade. She was sour as hell. He was sweet, all right. He He was sweet to you and how many other people. You know, what we have to take into consideration is simply this. There's a better plan for our lives, and this is the year that we have the opportunity to start living it. Now, with that said, I'm going to jump straight into manifestation tonight. Um, this is going to be one of those shows. We're not going to get a chance to take a break. There's going to be a lot of information covered. What you need to do right now is get your pen and paper out. Uh, you already know you're going to need it. 
this is not um, for, and let me clear this up. Some people are foolish enough to think that when we start talking about metaphysics and the laws of, of attraction, that ain't God. That ain't what the words say. I don't know what Bible you've been reading, but the one I've been reading and the one that I teach, every chapter is filled with the evidence of the laws of attraction. Every chapter. You know, when you hear these things where it says, as a man think, so is he. What did you think that meant? Well, I'm going to explain to you what it means. What that means is whatever you believe, that is what you're going to receive. It's that God's word says that in all things that he wants to see you prosper, even as your soul prospers, and for you to be in good health. He wants you to be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, acknowledge him in all thy ways, love your brother, you know, like he loves you. Does any of this sound like I'm saying something that is not God's word right now? Because if you are reading the same text that I'm reading, you know doggone well that I just quoted it, right? Or whatever version you read, it's going to come out to that. It's going to say without faith, it is impossible to please God. It says, call those things that are not as though they are. So for whatever dummy you got sitting around you right now saying, man, here go Dr. D, see one foot in, one foot out. Well, maybe so. Maybe you maybe it it pays to be able to uh, be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. But it doesn't mean I'm being double minded. If anything, I am dedicating tonight's show to two groups of people. Those of you that are listening because the your spirit led you here, the Holy Spirit led you here, your Creator led you here, and to those morons that are so religious that they think. Um, what they overheard and misinterpreted in God's word was limited to their own abilities because what you're doing is you are thinking God has to do it your way. Hey, he does not. His thoughts are not your thoughts like the heavens above the earth, his ways to your ways, you dig? So how many times have we talked about all the things we believe or want but deep down, we are unwilling to integrate the qualities that would attract them. Words mean very little. You know, when our lives don't reflect what we say. I'll give you this. You know, it's so funny. There's, I, I was reading one something, and I can't recall the writer, so pardon me for not being able to tell you where this came from. But it says, there's not a disease known to man that cannot be healed. But there are some men that won't accept healing. <clears throat> That's very true, right? Even St. Francis of Assisi once said, preach the gospel always and if necessary, use words. <laughs> uh, so this is where I'm going to start with this is, you know, many of us talk a good game, but we don't live it out. I've had the pleasure of being in uh, Spirit and Truth uh, Church with Pastor Bamberg for the last couple of weeks. And I'm going to tell you, if you guys are in the Houston area or you are going to be traveling here, you need to check out Spirit and Truth. This is a really cool, legitimate church. And you know me, I am I am so far from endorsing a lot of people that it, it's just crazy. But these folks are actually trying to help people, and, and they're trying to start by helping the people 
and their church have better relationships with not only God, but with themselves and other people. And I'm going to throw this at you. How can you really love and worship this God whom you have never seen and can't see? And here's somebody that you said I do to, somebody that lives with you, someone that sleeps in your bed, and you can't even treat them right. Well, the reason you can't treat them right is because you can't treat yourself right. Amen, lights. I just, I'll just let that speak for itself. Now, I got a question for you. Have you ever met people who say all the right things, but when you were with them, something just didn't feel right? It's like there's a radar detector within us that feels what our mind alone cannot sense. And you heard what I said, mind, not brain. You remember that your mind and your brain are not the same thing. Just remember that. On the other hand, have you ever been with those who said very little, but when you find yourself just happy and joyous in these people's presence? See, those are the ones who have perfected the art of being. And the essential ingredient to attracting everything that you could desire is very much associated with the art of just being. You know, I we're in the process now of talking to a net to a production house that I think is just phenomenal. Uh, not because I'm on one of their programs, but I'm I've, I'm coming to know the people and the integrity from which they uh, develop content and projects. You know, and I was thinking. It is so refreshing to be in the midst of people that aren't just thinking about ratings and money, but they're thinking about creating something that makes a difference in someone's life. Now, why am I saying that? I know I'm not giving them a plug. I'm saying this to tell you. There's some guidelines to this manifestation thing, and you, I don't care. You can. I'm not saying a vision board is bad. I have one myself that I take and cut out pictures from magazines and uh, statements, slogans, and I, I get a little glue stick. And I, I'm going to suggest that you do it, especially those of you that are sitting around the house feeling some kind of way, like sorry for yourself or mad at the world. But like I said, last year, everything happened for a reason. It it happened for you to do, well, I'm going to tell you the real reason why you went through hell last year. God wanted you to see firsthand that no matter what nobody did or said about you, whether they liked you, whether they didn't, that that didn't have a chicken foot soup cup worth of anything to do with your life. If anything, the more that people hate on you, lie on you, and falsely accuse you, the more God is setting you up to be the evidence of his presence in your life. I mean, for real. I, I looked at last year, and I had people, somebody lie on me and put that on the internet, all sorts of crap. And when I call my mentors, and I'm talking about mentors like T.D. Jakes and, you know, Dr. Earl Allen and Rudy Rasmus, I mean, I know some really, really awesome people. And and even some of my friends that are entertainers like Tony Terry and, you know, some of my pro athlete buddies, all of them said the same exact thing to me. They said, Doc, welcome to the club. So I'm going to tell you, dear one, welcome to the club. 
Now, if you had not been attacked, you could not be positioned or prepared to keep what God is getting ready to bless you. I've even had someone that I just gave some good advice to call up and go off on me, and I'm like, you know what? You can call me with your problems, left and right, 24-7, and then when I tell you to slow it down and look at it from a different angle, now you mad at me for me telling you to just be wise. Just take a moment, you know, and I can't talk about them because I've had people call me trying to talk some sense into me, and I acted a damn fool, too. So let me just, before the light, lightning hits me, let me tell you the truth about my uh, my season because all of us, sooner or later, will get better. At least I hope so. Okay. Some of y'all ain't going to get no better. Let's just tell the truth. Some of y'all crazy as a bee in a beer bottle. But the truth of it is most of us and those that listen to this show every week, you're listening because you have a thirst for knowledge, and I'm going to quench it tonight. <laughs> now, the following ten guidelines that I'm going to give you, if you integrate this stuff into your life, you're going to notice, first I want you to notice this. Each one of these guidelines begins with the word be. Okay, you hear me? As in I am, be. It is an active declaration of presence. Be still. Be aware. Be enlightened, right? Be clear. In other words, the laws of attraction that I'm teaching you and that you heard from many great teachers from Wayne Dyer to Louise Hay, I mean, just uh, just T.D. Jakes, even Joel Osteen, I mean, all of us are trying to tell you the same thing. Will Smith, Oprah Winfrey, Jesus Christ, Muhammad, Buddha, we are all Lao Tzu through hundreds of years, through many different nationalities, through many races, and before one of you nitwits stops and says, oh, Lord, Dr. D didn't compare himself to Jesus. Okay, I did, but you know what? You got him in you, too. All of us share the same divine source because we are all God's children, and if you will accept that, this will be a lot easier for you to grasp. Some of you are walking around beating yourself up on guilt trips because, oh, Lord, I had sex out of wedlock. Ooh, and it was so good. Ooh, Lord, have mercy. I'm, okay, maybe that's just me. But the point I'm making is some of you are beating yourself up because you didn't go to church. Some of you think that you're okay because you did go to church. And you sit up there talking about your pastor, right? After, I mean, you sitting in church, look at his socks, girl. Look at his socks. You know, I don't even know why he got there. But what pastor, you know, has his hair faded? And I mean, y'all just trying to find every reason to sever yourself from your creator. And you do it by judging other people. You do it by being mean-spirited. You do it by thinking that if you smoke one more joint, you drink one more beer, you sleep with one more person, okay, you, you don't sleep with men no more, and now you only sleep with women and you're a woman, and you don't sleep with women no more, you only sleep with men and you're a man, and you think you're coming out of a closet. Child, you ain't walked out of a closet. You walked into a delusion is what you did. So if you would do this today, 
these ten things be. I just want you to, and I ain't talking about no bumblebee. You know what I mean? I'm talking about the word be. You know, there's a time that um, that we should just stop and really take stop, take stock, <laughs> take stop. Well, we probably some of us do need to take stop. Uh, but if we could just stop just for a moment and really pay attention to how wonderful that life is and really realize that our divine origin is a place that has no limits. Our divine origin is not lacking for anything. We don't have to wonder how, when, where, because God ain't broke. He's not going to run out of anything. The universe has so much more than anything that you could ever think or imagine that you don't have to keep making excuses because there literally is no excuse. There's a plan for your life, and that plan supersedes anything that you could imagine. It could, you know, it can take you beyond the things that you feel you even deserve. I want you to hear something before I even start uh, talking about these three B's because there's a template that if you will follow it, it's going to take you somewhere. There's uh, the beautitudes is what I like to call them. Some people call it the beatitudes, but it says, blessed are the pure in spirit, are the poor in spirit. Now, you stop and think, what does that mean? How can you be poor in something that does not have a financial measurement to it? But you can. You you can you can be bankrupt and with happiness where you just don't have any. You can you can have a impoverished spirit. You can um, be in a diminished state of mind. Those words are all associated with money. But when it said, blessed are those who are poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And let me clarify what that means. Even though you may feel that you are at your worst day, there's still so much around you that's priceless. Just some water to drink, just water. It says, blessed are those who mourn. They will be comforted. You know, even in the loss, I, I found out um, two days ago, a dear, dear friend of mine died this summer. And that just goes to show, you know, um, Greg Baines had an organization called Just Do It Now. It's in Wharton, Texas. So if you guys want to donate to it, Greg was the kind of guy that would get up at 12 midnight and go to the dope house and bring somebody to his home with his wife and daughter and feed them because they called him. 
Greg was every my memory of this dude is him being a great father and husband and and singing with a very good voice, you know, loud in church, man. And I would drive down to Warden, Texas, um, which, you know, from Houston, if that's an hour and a half. I would drive that far to go to church every Sunday because I was being mentored by uh, Bishop Bill Willis. And this bishop is like, I guess, 80, 84, 83 years old. And I would go down there, and one one of the last times I was down there, his wife died, and he was preaching his wife's funeral. And I remember looking at there, and, you know, here I am, I'm this single guy, and I'm just thinking, what must that feel like? Because I had dinner with he, with he and his wife several days, the lunch, she treated me from the first time I met that woman. She treated me like I was her long lost son returning home. And I remember Greg was always the uh, leader in that in that church. And believe it or not, for a little country town, that's a big church, right? And it's a I call it a mini mega church. And Greg was always, well, man, you want to go to Detroit with me? And I was in, I think I was still in pre-med or just got out of school, but I know I was broke. That I do know. And, you know, but nobody knew I was broke. But Greg, being street smart, he was always, man, let me let me buy you lunch. Let me do this. Let me do that. And I was, okay. So long story short, I'm. I, his wife sends me a message on Facebook, and I call. Greg was taking a group of kids to Dallas, Texas, the hundred and some kids, which is typical Greg. And he said he needed to run out to the car. He wasn't feeling well. And he goes out to the car and stays. So his wife, Vanessa, calls him and says, well, are you coming back in? And he says, baby, come out here. And then he says, well, look, I need to go to the hotel. I just want to change my shirt. And then he went in the bathroom and he called for her and said, Vanessa, come in here. And she said, I'm not coming in there. You know, who wants to come in there? you sitting on the toilet, right? But that wasn't what was going on. And 15 minutes later, Greg was deceased. See, I'm telling you, that woman was mourning. But see, see, even when I talked to her, way past the moment, of, of the pain, she was constantly being comforted. And in the ironic way, she was being comforted by the acts of a deceased husband. He had touched so many people's lives that every time someone mentioned his name to her, it was nothing but comfort. Then it says, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. You know, there's just something about vulnerable people that you want to help them. You want to take up for them. You know, one of the things that my producers uh, would have talked to me about for this upcoming television show, they said, well, give us some sound bites, Doc. You know, the show is called Breaking Dad, and you'll see it on one of these networks, Bravo, A&E, somewhere uh, by the summer. And I said, you know, this show is about the relationship with, with daddy, with father. And and from all angles, you know, whether you're the father, the kid, the uh, wife, whatever. 
And I told my producer, I said, you know, I've been all of these dads. I've been the great uh, the Boy Scout leader dad, been the Santa Claus laying my hands on my children's head, praying over them while, I, while they sleep dad. I've also been the absentee father that was in college, and I was so ashamed that I wasn't the daddy that they knew. So I just, you know, like most men, we don't communicate when we can't give our children what what they deserve or what we think they should have. So, and fellas, let me tell you something for all the men that are listening to me right now. Learn from my mistake. Your kids need your time much more than they need your money. I'm going to repeat that. Your kids need your time. Listen to me now, fathers, young men. Kids need your time more than they need your money. But see, I, like most of you, I didn't realize that. And then I became the deadbeat dad. And then I, you know, being an ex-ho, yes, I said it. It's my show. And if, and some of y'all are current hoes, so I can at least admit I'm an ex-ho and was a part-time one off and on. But, you know, truth was, um, I, out of being uh, Mr. Wild Man and Mr. Uh, Womanizer, ended up, fathering a child that I don't even know if the child is mine or didn't know if the child was mine. So for years, I wanted proof of this in the court because my attorney had paid some child support. Would, uh, the court denied a request for a paternity test, but the laws have changed. But now this kid has grown, and I'm sending money to a kid that I don't communicate with, that when I reach out, you know, it's ambig- ambivalent. So I've even been a deadbeat dad, if you want to measure it by that, because now I'm paying child support that had I paid it earlier, it wouldn't damn sure wouldn't cost me what it's costing me now. And then it says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They will be filled. See, sometimes you don't even have to do the right thing, but it begins with just wanting to do the right thing and wanting the right thing to be done by other people and by yourself. See, some of you will treat other folks good, and you treat yourself so bad. And then it says, blessed are the merciful. You know, I'm a firm believer that you reap what you sow. The other day, I had a friend of mine that was going to do some, what I call some Derek stuff. That's the D and D Von Young, you know. So Derek is a fool sometimes. And I, I'm going to tell you, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a person that can not like you until your toenails come off. I can really, I have it in me to be hateful. And I've learned that that's not a good thing because hating other people is the equivalent of you drinking poison and expecting somebody else to die, right? And this person came to me, and they were ready to do do a legal act and a rightful act. And my response was, don't do that. Be merciful because you're going to reap what you sow. Now, me saying that is the equivalent of the devil telling you to buy a snow cone in the middle of hell. All right? Then it says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Your deeds will never be pure, though some of you think, because you don't drink, smoke, or curse, and you wear all white drawers, that you are perfect. Let me tell you something. If you're wearing a pair of tidy whiteies, that automatically says you're not perfect, especially if you're an obese brother or an obese woman. That's not a good look. Go get you some drawers that fit you. I don't even know why I said that, but 
maybe that's from years of smoking weed. I haven't done it in 15 years, but the vision that I just had of that, I'm glad y'all don't have it because that's scaring me. All right, and then the next one is, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. You don't always have to start some for it to be some. You don't have to bring some to get some. Sometimes you can just be the person that says, you know what, I'm sorry. If I hurt you, I did not mean to hurt you, but I'll be damned if you hurt me now. I mean, don't be so quick to forgive and don't declare forgiveness over yourself, okay? And then it says, blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, I'm going to say something about that. Last year when somebody lied on me, falsely accused me, I did not do what Derek would have done. I didn't do the old me. Child, I would have cussed you to your eyelashes look like the naps on the back of Flavor Flav's neck. I know right now some of my Anglo listeners in probably Australia are going, Flavor Flav? Who is Flavor Flav? Just, he's a brother that looks like he's a lot of chicken and smoked a lot of cigarettes. All right, now, here's the deal. It says, blessed are you when people insult you persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. In other words, sometimes, like uh, in the movie Selma, make sure you go see Selma. That is, that's uh, That movie has some meaning. There are times when you stand up for what's right, people are going to treat you like you wrong, but do it anyway. And then it says, rejoice and be glad, for great is your reward in heaven. Now, I'm not trying to turn this to Bible study, but these 10 B's I'm going to give you will do you no good unless you are rooted in something tangible. And I think the Beatitudes, that's Matthew chapter 5, and I don't care what religion you are, what your faith system is composed of, check that out. That's some good stuff, okay, for real. I don't care if you're agnostic or even not a believer. That's still some good stuff, man. You, You need you might want to consider making it um, constituent to your spiritual repertoire. Now, here's numero uno. If you want to manifest something, whatever it is, they say that if um, paupers wanted stallions and all it took was just the wanting, all poor men would ride. I'm going to repeat that because I know that confused the hell out of somebody. But basically it says this, just by somebody saying they want something ain't enough. So a lot of you are sending up all these rockets of desire that I want this and I want that and I want this. But you are you're, you just want some kind of like a baby. Uh, you ever had a two- or three-year-old child? You could be sitting around sucking the toenails off of a pickle pig foot. And somebody's probably doing that. That is gross, ain't it? But let's let's use a different example. You could be sitting there eating some bacon flavored ice cream. Now that I heard that tastes pretty good. And you got a three year old, they'd be like, I want some they don't even know what they want. So that's a lot of us. We want stuff, but here's the deal. Be clear. Clarity is one of the most important keys to manifesting what you want. If your thoughts aren't clear, then the universe that is God doesn't know how or what to give you. Some of you one day 
you want a pair of high heel shoes. Next day, you want a pair of flats. Next day, you want to be barefoot. Make up your mind. Clarity. If there's something you've already determined for yourself, write a list of every detail you can think of associated with that goal. Give you an example. Let's say what you want is a mate. I know I just rang somebody's church bell with that one, didn't I? Or some money. Those are the two most wanted things that people want, money or somebody or somebody to love. Last time you wanted some money, you probably got it. What did you do with it? Are you not yet broke now? Yep. More than likely you broke. Or that money didn't last you, and it damn sure didn't solve the problems you thought it would solve, right? And I won't even address you wanted a husband. You, Some of you ladies right now, dude sitting there listening, and you trying your best not to look at him funny, right? But the truth of it is, did you really define with clarity about what you want? How does it look? What kind of attributes? And I'm not talking about like with people. Child, I want him to be 6'2 and bow-legged like Denzel. Go further than that. What type of personality, what kind of value systems do you want this guy to have? What type of intellect, what kind of spirituality do you want him to possess? If it's money, how much? How much do you want? And what is it for? God ain't just been to give. You already screwed up the last two or three times he gave you a few thousand dollars. So, you know, this time... Why don't you, like, write down what you're going to do with it and actually when you go to the bank or the check cashing place, wherever it is you're going, write down right then and get money orders. I'm going to pay this person. I'm going to pay this bill. Be responsible with what you're given. Okay? Here's number two. Be open. Being clear and open may initially seem like things that are, like, opposite. But in the first case, You were asked to clearly define exactly what you're determined to manifest, right? Now, what I'm saying to you is be open to how God is going to send it to you. Quit thinking that it's got to come the way you think it ought to come, you know, because God's thoughts are not your thoughts and his ways aren't your ways. So some of you are sitting there going, you know what, and I want a man as and I and he need to live over here. And Look, the dude may not even have a job when you meet him. That doesn't mean he's not a millionaire because, see, the way the universe works, the way God works, he sees what you can't see. I rem- I'm going to be me and Mike Jones. You remember back then you didn't want me. Now I'm hot y'all up on me. You remember that record? I was, that, I was Mike Jones on a budget. I remember being at University of Houston and – I had a cricket phone living on campus. Now, you go, how in the hell did you end up there? Well, good, bad things happen to good people. Two years prior to that, you know, 300 and some thousand dollars in the bank, about a half million in assets, but, you know, the devil ain't no joke. And neither are thieves and people that embezzle your stuff. So I went from that to broke. And when I would talk to people, 
women especially. I'd want to go on a date. Hell, I can't take you nowhere. You better enjoy this Chick-fil-A. <laughs> you know, Timmy Chan's is on the menu. For those of you that are wondering what that is, that's a Chinese restaurant chain in Houston, Texas, that gives you 16 pounds of food in one of the little white styrofoam containers for $5. Don't, I, will, I don't eat it now, but in college, when I was broke, that, that was a come up, right? So you didn't know that that guy there is now very much not broke and not in that situation. I'm not saying I'm rich. But I am saying whatever I want to do, I can pretty much do it, okay? So be open. You, The person you're looking at today, that fat girl, okay, she may not be as fat next year. She may be bigger. No, I'm just kidding. But the truth of it is, don't discard nobody. Don't you start throwing people away. That person that is so fat and ain't attractive, you don't know how beautiful they going to be to you when you end up finding out you got some disease or you can't make it. You need somebody that can put in a good word, that can pray with you over something. Don't start discounting people because of how they look on the outside. Don't start thinking because somebody's white or black or Asian or Hispanic or Middle Eastern that, you know, you can't roll with that. You need to open up your narrow mind because God can use anything and anybody to bless you. But if you only think the only way you can have your life is if you keep sleeping with this married man or this married woman or you're going to uh, screw your professor thinking if you have sex with your professor, you will get a grade because he is kind of cute and he, you know, he's fine or she, she's fine. Okay, keep on. Be open. Be open. Here's number three. Be willing to observe, absorb, and then release everything that comes into your consciousness. Be willing. Be willing. Begin by observing what you desire and asking these questions. Is there something that will serve more than me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Does it gen? Is what I'm wanting really something I'm wanting, or am I trying to prove something to other people? And and then can you just be willing to let go of what you want and trust that God's gonna bring it? So I'm gonna give you the first three again: be clear, be open. And be willing. Now we're at number four. Know this. God's will for your life is perfect joy. You, did you know that everything that you want, the reason why you want it is you feel that by having it, it will make you happy? I don't care what it is. You feel like, well, ooh, I want to hit bingo, bingo, you know, B7, you know, you you think if you hit bingo, you you pull that little arm, that one-armed bandit and, and some casino, you figure if you scratch off the right numbers this week, if you just can win whatever, you that's going to make you happy. But let me tell you something. It's not how this works. That that you truly desire 
is really to have joy in your life. But you will never be happy with anything that money can buy because if money can buy it, someone else can outbid you or it can break and not be repaired. I just want you to remember that. Here's number five. Stay focused on what's behind the goal rather than the goal itself. You know, for years, I've had, I think it started like two years ago, VH1 called me, BET called me, Radio 1 called me in. You know, I got to be honest with y'all. Part of my delay was I didn't, I wasn't uh, focused on why God would open these doors. I wanted the money. I wanted the notoriety and the fame. See, now I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Who the hell does not want to be respected when they walk in a room? I know I do. Who doesn't want to fly first class and eat at a better restaurant and be safe? But let me tell you something. Now my my desires have changed. When some when I get a client or be it a family in crisis, a couple in crisis, or a government or the you know the NBA came to me today with a conversation that uh, and I just I didn't think about wow this is the NBA. You know what I thought about? I thought about all these young guys that are gonna come into a situation and they have no clue what monster lurks behind having notoriety and wealth. The other side of it, and I'm saying this to you, yes to you, be focused. If you if if you want to have your, uh, your, your uh, clientele blow up and you're a hairstylist, if you want to finish your degree and get another job, stop thinking about yourself and think about, you know what, if I get another job, I, I won't be the, the type of boss that I have and I can help some people, and I can give some people a shot that are getting overlooked. I mean, pay attention and be focused beyond the goal. Focus on the purpose of it. Number six, expect the best. No matter what your circumstances look like, expect the best. Here's something I've learned, and I hope you learn this. Every day. I find something to be grateful for. It may be my health. It may be yeah, – I'll, I'll be honest. You, you guys are probably going to think I'm crazy as hell when I say this one. I thank God for everything. I thank God that I made a light. I, I, I'm, I'm, I am so serious. Uh, you know, I thank God that I'm able to walk in a store and buy, you know, some trash bags or that I could fill up my car and not care how much the gas costs. And the universe responds to gratitude. So part of the reason you may be experiencing delays is because you got a messed up attitude. Number seven, always operate at a higher frequency. Be energetic and inspired about what you do. You And, I, again, you guys, I know you get tired of me using me for an example, but if I use you, you're going to write me a letter, so i I got to use me. The, um, I visualize myself working with my team. I visualize myself 
smiling and being in a room with other smiling people. I visualize everybody working in harmony and motivated toward a goal that will be a blessing to us all. See, that doesn't, so when I say it energetic, I'm not just talking about, you know, you wired up on Monster or on, uh, I can't even think of that Red Bull or whatever, five-hour energy drinks. No, I'm talking about be just be energetic and have a good positive attitude. That's number eight, by the way. Be positive. Stop being so freaking negative. You cannot attract light with a dark attitude. And darkness and and anger and bitterness and always being suspect of people. You know, I, I remember in, in dating, I was talking to a men's group, and a lot of women have an idea that, you know, all men, we, we're just so motivated to get your draws off. Not true, boo, because sometimes after we get them off, it wasn't even worth the wait. So, you know, you got to twist it. And good men, we're not motivated by your panties coming off. We're motivated by the fact you want to take them off for somebody else. We're motivated by the fact when you take them off that you know why you took them off and that that you're trying to really open up and, and be you around us. But to be real honest, any real man, that's that's not it, baby girl. That's And being positive and not negative, gentlemen, women don't always want to hear you, you, you mad. Walking around mean mugging, looking at people with your face contorted like you you getting ready to play the Joker or the Riddler in a Batman movie. That that's not it. Just being positive is real simple. Have a good presentation. Try smiling. Here's the other the next one. Be true. Being true is the same as being honest. If you don't have it, you ain't got it. Something I learned a moment ago was people that mean me some good don't want nothing from me. And even if they do want something from me, they want something from me for the right reasons because they're trying to make a difference not only in their lives but in the lives of other people. Be true to yourself. Always be true to yourself because if you're not, you're blocking yourself. And here's number 10, be grateful. Gratitude is the most important key to attracting everything you deserve. So I'm going to run through this list real quick. I want you to be clear, to be open, to the always that God can do it. Be willing. Don't think that it's got to be done the way you think it has to be done. Sometimes God will send somebody to tell you your ass is wrong, and I'm sorry I said your ass. My producer just hit a red light like, what, <laughs> Okay, listen, for all my religious folks, don't don't charge it to my head no more, okay? Seriously, be open. Be willing to look at things differently. Have some joy with you. You know one thing? If you want some happiness everywhere you go, bring some with you. That way you can give somebody some that doesn't have any. Then be focused. Be focused beyond that which you can see. Go beyond your goal and look at your goal and go, okay, who else can this help? You know, I'm going to tell you, now, last year, every goal I set, I manifested. I said I wanted to... Uh, go from doing regional television to more national, 
phone came, phone calls came. It happened. I said I wanted to have my income diversify itself and get institutional income as opposed to just single client income. It happened. I said that I wanted to really uh, perfect my brand and go to another level. It happened. I, I was specific. I was flexible and permeable. Now, did I have to fight bears? Hell, yeah, I had to fight bears. Did I have to make some adjustments? Of course I did. But what I'm telling you is now that I have learned that the key to manifestation and the laws of attraction working for me has much more to do with my attitude and my disposition and the ability to want what I want to serve the greater good and not my selfish needs. That is what is causing manifestation to take place in my life. And if it works for me, it'll work for you. Now, one thing that I want you to know, and well, a couple of things I want you to know. Everything that you want, you already have it. I'm going to say it again. And I can hear somebody out there, Hi, okay, well, I want this. I ain't got it. Well, you you don't see it in the physical form, but I'm going to go to my religious buddies, call those things that are not as though they are. If you keep focusing on what you see, all you're going to have is more of what you see. And if what you see is lack and poverty, you're going to have more lack and more poverty. You get results from where you place your attention. I'm going to say it again. You get results from where you place your attention. You know, I look back about maybe eight months ago, I was placing my attention on peach cobbler, (laughs) some coconut cake. I was focusing my attention on business, business, business. Now, I focus my attention on meditating at least five times a week. I cut the lights off, close my eyes, and block out the thoughts and just focus on my breathing. Why? Because how can my spirit communicate with me if I don't shut up and stop thinking? Simple. Also, I knew this bad weather was coming. I don't know how I knew, but something told me, you need to get some equipment in your house. I've got that bloat, that uh, Bowflex Extreme 2ESE. I've got a pull-up station. I've got an elliptical machine. I've got an app coaster. You know, i got P90X3. So I envisioned myself being healthy so that when God said move, I wouldn't be sitting up somewhere not feeling well, being lazy, exhausted, And I knew that I wanted to spend quality time with my kids, with my friends. If I'm out on a date, I don't want the woman sitting up looking at me going, he's nice, but, Lord, look at that. That's a shame. You know, I don't want nobody looking at me like that. So it's not like that. Matter of fact, I'm just going to say it. I got kind of fine. Hey, anyway, I'm just being silly. But the truth of it is you get wherever you put your focus, that's where you're going to get results. The other thing that I started doing was I and I'm going to tell you I, I had a friend of mine, Noel Panak, made this one of my dear friends, dude, and I were talking, and we're like brothers, we're so close, and and he made a statement. He said, "Man, B, it's weak," and I'm like, you know, no, uh-uh, Negro, it's me. <laughs> you know, I'm being funny, but the truth of it is, everything is weak. 
uh, wherever you go, it's we. And, and when you put that forth and you think about the fact that whatever you're doing, if you want that to bring wealth, prosperity, joy, and happiness, put yourself you don't have to put yourself last. I'm not been because of vow poverty. If there's any vow I'm taking, that ain't that, that ain't gonna be it. Because poverty sucks. Who the hell likes not having enough? You know, hell no. But but the truth is, when I stop and think, and I and I lecture, I'm talking and teaching. I always think we whatever problem the people have in the room, that's my problem too. When somebody's in my office. I'm in it with them. It's not you came to me and I'm this and I, no. This is our problem. God gave me a gift to help you fix it, so it's our problem. Think about it. Apply that to money. When you go to the bank, don't you want that to be we? I want the bank's money to be my money. <laughs> I want. Don't you? I want to know that when I, I want to make a withdrawal, we can take some money out of here. You know, whatever the teller can get, I want to have access to however much she could pass my way. So this we thinking, this purpose-driven life. Now, I'm going to take, uh, we're going to go just a few minutes over. I'm, my producers are so tired. They're like, all this overtime, I hope you're going to pay me. No, no, I'm, I'm going to pay you. But, but let's let's do this real quick, and I want everyone to really write this down. Now, here's the good part. If you can't write this down right now, this all of our programs are archived. So while you're sitting there looking at Blog Talk Radio, click the follow link on Blog Talk Radio. Or if you're calling in via the phone, uh, you know when you get off, go to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. But and hit follow. That way, the pro you'll be notified when we're coming on. Uh, which is every Sunday night at 7 because my schedule is just too busy for us to do a Wednesday show anymore. But uh, we are on all around the world at 7, and last time I checked, we had like 3-point-something million people listening to this show. So I want to thank each and every one of you for loving me because I love you too. Uh, But here's why I want you to really grasp what I'm getting ready to say to you. If you do those ten things I just gave you, that sets the stage for you to manifest everything you want. And my producer is like, repeat it again. Okay, okay, I'll repeat it again. But let before I repeat it again, I want to go here and, and cover this ground real quick. First thing I want you to learn to do, and this is... Every day, I want you to relax your mind. And here's, this is real simple. Get away from people and, and pick a time to do it. And I mean in the middle of the day, do this. You should do it before you go to bed and before you get out your bed in the morning. But at least at some point in the middle of the day, even if it's at work, go to a different floor where people can't look under the uh, the stall in the bathroom and see is your shoes in there, but or, or just leave your desk and don't talk to anybody and go walk somewhere. And I'm telling you, walk somewhere or go sit in your car, no radio, no cell phone, for about 10 minutes and just be quiet. 
Now, you're saying, why in the heck would I do that? Doesn't that seem weird? It will increase your spiritual awareness. Don't ask me why that works. You know, I can give you a bunch of theories, but we don't have time to go into that. Just the first thing every day for about 10 minutes, be quiet. Then here's the second thing. Be sure about what you want. And when you do, don't doubt that God has already given it to you. Quit doing what I call a carrot stick prayer where you're going, Lord, please bless me with, and Lord, when you send me, don't even think like that. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to let you guys in my world. I've been thanking God for what's going on in my life right now for the last two years. I've been saying, Lord, thank you for a national television show where I'm well paid that changes millions of people's lives and that I have a group of wonderful people to work with, and that's exactly what I've been blessed to have. I also say, God, thank you for giving me contracts, lucrative contracts with different entities, and that's exactly what's happening to me right now. I said, God, thank you for giving me perfect health and that I'm turning the clock back and holding time hostage by taking very good care of myself. That's exactly what I got now. I said, God, thank you for blessing me where I am very wise and articulate and I can say the right thing at the right time to touch the hearts of people. So whatever it is that you want, you need to start being sure about it. And, And here's the good news. If your list is changing, that means you're getting more mature. Because my list used to be, I want to be on TV. And I want, okay, that was childish. Now I want to change lives, millions of people at a time. Now, by incident, that necessitates being on television and radio. God for it. And picture yourself when you do it. Just ask us, you know what, Lord, I need whatever it is you need. Some of us don't. You ever heard the thing where it says you receive not because you ask not? And and I'm going to give you this. I'm going to make this real childish because some of you grown men out there playing with a Nintendo like you five too. So play like you want a Nintendo or a Wii or whatever. Just see yourself sitting down playing a game with your son, with your girl, with your friends. See yourself enjoying it, how it feels, and next thing you know, it's gonna it's gonna come into manifestation. I promise you that Bowflex Two SE. I looked at that thing three or four times. Looked it up on the internet. Looked at it. Looked at it. I looked at that elliptical machine, and one day I'm watching what was it? Uh, HSN. And the elliptical machine I wanted. And they said you can have this right now. Now you know when I look at it, I'm like. I can't have that. The thing is seven hundred and some eight hundred dollars. And they said you can get it on six flex pays of ninety five dollars or something. And I'm like, now nah, I got ninety five dollars. Next thing you know, I was upset with hell. Well, no, I got that delivered to Bofex. Was the pain getting delivered? But I had that thing in my house, and y'all know I couldn't carry that heavy thing up the steps. <laughs> Just so happens they sent two men to deliver it. And it took three of us to put it upstairs, but it's up there. So I'm telling you, this stuff works. Now, here's, let me give you the first three again. First, 
relax your mind 15 minutes a day. Why do you do that? Because it makes you spiritually stronger and you can start reading people better because when you're not cluttered up with your own stuff, your spirit can perceive other people accurately. Second thing, be sure about what you want. So don't want foolish things and don't be wanting no 10 and 15 things like you crazy. Pick two or three things that you want. That's it. No more, but you make sure that those two or three things you pick are things that you believe that you can have and then ask God for it. Now, here's number four. Have you ever heard the term, see the vision, write it down, and make it plain? Write it down. I promise you, if you could go through my house or my office or my briefcase, I have tablets where it's like, dear God, I desire that. And here's something that you can use. You can use one of these two phrases. Write this down. I'm telling you, write this down, people. I don't care if you need to take your lipstick and write it on your husband's shirt. Don't do that because that's his only good shirt. But get a pen and paper. Go get a Crayola. Write this down. Start everything out with, I am so happy and grateful now that, and finish the sentence telling God what you want. And write it in the present tense as if you have it now. And don't use any negative stuff. You know, like, God, I I don't want to have no bills. That's negation. All the universe heard you say was, I want bills. So write down, I am so happy and grateful now that I'm debt free. I'm so happy and grateful now that I live in abundance is even better, okay? Or say, I desire that I have abundance right now because it will allow me to live a better life and to take care of my children and myself, whatever. But I am so happy and grateful now that, and you finish the sentence, what you want, or say, I desire that blank because I desire that, whatever it is you desire, because write it down. That makes these things come to you faster. Now, here's number five. Feel it. Feel it. I mean, emotionally connect with it. I remember before I was Dr. Young, I, I read, a, I was at, in undergrad at U of H, and they had this exercise where it said, go 24 hours acting as if whatever it is you see yourself doing or being, that you're already that. So I started walking around and playing like I was on my phone. I know somebody saw me, they thought I'd lost my damn mind, but I was on my phone saying, this is Dr. Young, blah, blah, blah. Well, I answer the phone now, and I am Dr. Young. So I'm telling you, feel, connect with. Uh, get excited about, you know, when I get in the car, you know, I drive a Jaguar. And when I'm driving my car, it's time to get a new one. So I'm thank, I thank God every day. I'm like, I am so grateful for my two new cars. I already know what models I want. I know what make they are. I know uh, the the performance. And when I see other people with the cars that I'm ready to get, I get excited because, you know, when I look at them, 
I know if God did it for them, he'll do it for me too. And I just feel it. The other thing is, and you'll hear me say this again, this gratitude Gratitude. Now, now I want to tell you something, because gratitude I don't need to explain. Here's, here's the last one. Trust that after you ask for it, let God do his part. Stop trying to make everything happen by you manipulating circumstances, because what you're going to do is manipulate you up a hot mess. You're going to end up getting a situation in your life that you can't get rid of, or you're going to end up rushing, you know, you think you want this man or this woman, and you're going to get somebody that you may be ready for, but they ain't ready for you. So I'm going to recap that real quick, okay? First thing, I want you to relax your mind 15 minutes a day, get away from everybody, go chill out, meditate. The other thing, be sure about what you want, and don't doubt yourself. Next thing, ask God for it. Picture it. See yourself with it. Make sure that you... When you see yourself, you see other people benefiting from what you're asking God for. And then I said, write it down. And write it by starting with, I am so happy and grateful now that blank. Or I desire that blank because, either or. And then feel it. Just sometimes sit back. You know how you can just sit back and imagine stuff? Uh, okay, I'm just going to say it this way. First, if you've got a little kid listening, put your hands over the child's ears. I'm going to count to three. One, three. No, I'm just kidding. One, two, three, okay? Either send them out the room or cover their ears. Kid ought to be gone by now. The same way that some of you masturbate <laughs> sexually and you get this joy by imagining that you're having sex with something or somebody, whatever it is, your little freaky mind is thinking, that is the same level of emotional connection. But instead of it being for something freaky, let it be for something good. Connect the way that you connect with that. Connect that way with hope and, and love and admiration for what you really want. Then show gratitude. Be grateful for the steps that happen along the way. You know, I was grateful um, when I have meetings and someone opens a door. I was meeting with this university, and they want me to come and teach uh, some and do some lectures. And I and I was just enjoying the fact that they call me over and you know and hey, Doctor Young, and we sitting and you know talking about this stuff. And I just enjoyed the moment. And I remember before I got there, I was like, when I got the phone call, I said, God, thank you for somebody noticing my talents. You said my talents will bring me before great men and my gifts will make room for me, and that's exactly what they're doing. And when I got there and I sat in the meeting, I looked across the table at the two people I was meeting with, and I said, isn't it good to be in this room right now? And they just both smiled and they said, you know, we wish we could be around you more often, man. You make me feel good. And and they they got sucked in to me feeling good, so they were feeling good. At the end of the day, I walked out of there with a contract that was fatter than what I came in there expecting, all because I just simply had some gratitude about the moment. And then the last thing is trust God. You know, a lot of what you want, you're working way too hard trying to make it happen. If you would just sit back, allow God to be God and you to be you, things that you want 
would come your way. It's not as complicated as you think. Now, before we go, I'm going to say a little prayer for you real quick. If you can indulge me, I know I'm way over tonight, but I I just, I for whatever reason, it's on my spirit. And thank you, Blog Talk Radio, for always being so gracious. I'm in the top 5% of their programming, so they kind of let me get away with a lot of stuff. But I just want to be gracious, and I want to say this prayer because this week some of you have been working on things for years that this week and before the next 10 days go by, you're going to see the manifestation of. So if you could tell Junior to go sit down somewhere and, and stop popping that gum and turn the football game off or whatever. Let's just take a second. Okay, you ready? Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for the millions of people that are listening to this program right now. Each and every one of us individually and collectively repents for whatever goofy, silly stuff we're doing, done, or thought about. Because you said simply there'd be no gifts without repentance, so we first repent. Second thing, we forgive any and everyone that has hurt us, said some about us, backstabbed us, uh, done anything we find offensive. And we forgive them because we need you to forgive us, God. So as we forgive others, we ask that you forgive us. Now, give us wisdom. Your word says you'd be a lamp unto our path, a guide unto our feet. Your word says that whatever's loosed on earth would be loosed in heaven. What's been bound in heaven would be bound on earth. Your word says that you who began a good and perfect work in us would see it through till it's very perfection. Your word says anything that we ask that we would receive. Your word says that if we ask anything, believing. So, Father, we believe you. And help us to be wise enough to ask for the right things, things that not only will make us have joy and happiness, but things that help other people, bless other people, and they glorify you. And above all, Father, give us wisdom, because people perish for a lack of knowledge, and a fool and his money will soon part. So we want durable wealth, durable, lasting riches, and we want peace and joy, because what profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul in the process? We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. And for those of you that are Muslim and Jewish and Hindu or Buddhist, I'm praying my way. You pray your way, but at the end of the day, we're all talking to the same God, and he loves us. Now, with that said, i got to get out of here. But before I go, make sure you go to Facebook, D. Yvonne Young. They did an audit. They changed me to a celebrity account. So I need you to hit the re-like button. They cleaned out like 70-something thousand of my likes and we're rebuilding that because we had some uh, – they had to purge so they can start doing more accurate tracking of, of things for us. So that we love you, Facebook. Thanks for showing me the love. The other thing is make sure you hit the follow button on this program. And last but not least, pray for me because I've already prayed for you. I love you madly. Most sincerely, I do. Have a fantastic week. Bye now. <laughs>